Hello and welcome to the Foreign Influence Podcast. I am Bill. And I am Nikolai. And we are here on, uh, actually it is going to be a gorgeous day for me here. Spring temperatures, blue sky. What nice. do you Midwesterners call gorgeous? Cold, hey. freezing, <laughs> snow. <laughs> what am I looking at here? Well, the icicles are beginning to melt. Oh, nice! Oh, yeah, great, great. Well, it's a, it's you know it's a steady thirty-two degrees Celsius here, so uh, all is good on the equator, sir. It is always the same. Always, always the same. The same. Yeah. Well, anyway, you know another thing that's always the same is coronavirus. I don't know if any of you have heard about this, uh, but it's a thing. And, it's a thing. And um, actually, really tragic news out of India this week. They are the latest hotspot, and it is. Uh, spiraling out of control and because it's such a big country the number of cases is uh, through the roof I, I saw a really what i thought was powerful report by the bbc about uh, the the scene outside of a hospital um, and i actually thought i thought that was a really good report to see because you saw the tragedy i think we shield ourselves from yeah i i've learned not to click on links to videos on the internet <laughs> so I decided I decided not to watch it, um, but I I think I know what might have been in that video. At at any rate, I've seen Twitter just just light up uh, with people from India uh, saying, "Hey, um, my uncle has COVID. If anyone has oxygen, let me know. Or if anyone knows of any bed with a respirator, let me know." Um, and these are very um, very well off people. Wow. Um, yeah. So people so are, are begging on social, social media. media. Yep. Well, and meanwhile, a bad look for the U.S. We denied the export of uh, certain raw materials to make vaccines, uh, which was not cool. That's not exactly leadership. Meanwhile, India is the largest manufacturer of vaccines. Um, yeah. The ironies here are just uh, are just are just terrible and it's just uh, it's really tragic to 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 watch it unfold but you know just before we started recording we were talking about the efficacy of vaccines i mean man these things work we just oh man yeah the data is so i mean it looks so good it's unbelievable i mean look at israel right uh, they're at not even at 60 percent vaccination and uh, yeah it's great the rolling average of number of deaths is all the way down uh, there were a couple of days there where they hit zero. I think the rolling average is around 20 or something. Yeah. Uh, very low, very, very low uh, compared to the peak in January. UK the same, and they're only at 53% the time of this recording. Um, so, yeah, it really works. And, of course, the UK strategy of getting people their first jab as soon as possible is looking really good. Uh, mm. It was a really good bet. The data on that is out. It, 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 it appears to really, really work. So I hope that the rest of Europe will follow that strategy going forward. They would just vaccinate as many people as possible with the first jab first and then delay the second one to get a great coverage. But yeah, the data is amazing, man. It's like science fiction. It's like science fiction level good. It really yeah. is. Yeah, it's, it's like we've said this before. It's like a Star Trek episode. The, the plot of countless Star Trek episodes has been that a new virus happens, wackiness ensues, but then by the end of the hour, they've got a, a new way to fight it and... Um, my God, this is like the real-time equivalent of it. It's, um, yeah, it's really, really, really awesome. So I'm pretty optimistic. Uh, I think we're going to get there. We're going to get out of this. 
uh, even uh, with all the variants, you know, there's a lot of fear mongering. Well, not fear mongering, but people are nervous about new variants. Yeah. Uh, uh, so far, so good. Appears to be um, appears to be quite mm, effective even against the new variants. Um, so you know, fingers crossed. Touch wood, all of that stuff. But um, if we can get these jabs into people's arms fast enough, looks like we might get through this. Yeah. So the UK took a strategy. I didn't know this. So the UK took a strategy of get as many people partially protected with one dose, and then we'll get around to second doses. Uh, yeah, and that appears to be really working. Huh, so I would. Yeah. So I hope that the other European countries. Um, I mean, once, um, you know, I think they're now mostly they're getting towards the end of the of the really um, vulnerable populations, um, despite the fact that they're going really slow. You know, most of the countries are now, they have vaccinated most of the elderly or they're sort of wrapping up. So I hope that for the rest of the population, they will have this like one jab first approach so that they can go faster and that the coverage will be much better and that the number of cases, the number of deaths will go, will go down much faster. Because if with one jab, you can get up in between 60 and 70% protection that's that's better than most vaccines that we've ever made right so <laughs> yeah. um, like the flu va like the flu shot is only around you know 50 percent effective right <laughs> most of the years right and we don't even know really know what we're doing we show like we protect against a bunch of strains like it's like it's a bit of a cocktail because we're not sure which strain is going to win that here so the average efficacy is super low right and so here with one jab we can get over 60 percent it's it's pretty amazing yeah. And again, to emphasize, it reduces deaths, right? Which, of course, is your key right, metric. Which is <laughs> the key metric, right? Deaths and hospitalization. Like it, it, it really reduces the, the, the occurrence of, um, of bad COVID. Yeah. 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 You can still get it. Yeah. But the chance that you'll get really sick. But just like you can get the sniffles, right? Or the flu. Um, you know, you can, like, how many people get a serious case of the flu? Like, we all say that we've had the flu, right? But often we haven't really had it. Like we haven't had a bad case of the flu. And I'm sure we all have had it once and we really remember, right? You remember the time we had like 41 degrees Celsius fever and like uh, uh, hallucinations and you thought you were going to die, right? <laughs> you remember that one time? I think we've all been well, through that at least once, right? It's kind of every weekend, but that's artificially induced. <laughs> yeah, that's like the good kind of, uh, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. We're getting too old for this. So, yeah, so so really overall, um, there's horrible news, obviously, out of India, horrible news out of other countries. Um, number of deaths way too high in Europe, but overall, you know, I'm sort of optimistic about the outcome here. We're, of course, the, we're going to we're gonna do this. The big problem, though, is vaccine hesitancy, right? So here in the U.S., sorry, I think you we're starting think to you have a surplus stupidity. of doses. But I think you mispronounced stupidity. I'm not sure. Which, <laughs> how, which <you laughs> yes. Oh, it's hard not to be all judgmental, isn't it? Um, I'm not judgmental. I'm just I'm just saying that it's pretty dumb. I'm not judgmental. I'm it, just in, right in a in a very non-judgmental, loving way. People have the right to be dumb. It's okay. <laughs> No, that's okay, right? That's fine. It's just, you know, probably... Unless they're destroying they public health. They shouldn't listen to themselves, and probably we shouldn't listen to them. So, and then, you know, go from there. You know, this whole... I'm not very concerned about hesitancy because it's sort of a, a known occurrence, and we know that it goes down as vaccination rates go up. And that's not because it goes down automatically because vaccination rates go up. What I mean with that is that as more people around you do it, you will just sort of do it. Yeah. Right. People have been vaccinating their children since forever. Uh, there is sort of a small 
semi-religious yep. uh, core that doesn't vaccinate their children, but there it's, it's, that's a pretty small number of people overall. So I think with I think with COVID, probably that that hesitancy is just sort of going to melt away. I think as everybody gets vaccinated and you know the economy starts really opening up and people aren't dying and uh, you know all of those good things happen that people are going to go huh maybe i should get it i think so i think it's going to be much less of an issue than we expect it to be um even though right now you know the 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 misinformation on the internet and on twitter in particular around vaccination is crazy like i read a bunch of posts today saying oh see what's happening in india it's because they started vaccinating and now they're in this mess uh, explain uh, that one to me. Well, well, implying the vaccines create a rise in deaths uh, and in new uh, cases uh, because it because it increases the evolutionary pressure on the virus and then you get all of these wild variants immediately and like everything just blows up, um, which is clearly not true. Look at Israel. Look at the UK. Right. It's just well, look at smallpox. Yes, look at smallpox. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just... I mean, we eradicated smallpox from the globe. It didn't make it into super smallpox. Uh, we've got a long history of tamping out diseases. Um, yeah, so, you know, but those people will be proven wrong. Well, they are already being proven wrong, in, yeah. in, again, in Israel and in the UK. So there's, you know, people just sort of say that and they don't know what they're saying. You know, they let everyone open an account these days, Bill. It's unbelievable. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> And you don't even need to use your real name. You can just do well, it. That's what you get teaching everyone how to write, you know? It's, it's the, and read. This is what you get. And read. Never and read. should have done it. Never. <laughs> Big mistake. Stop. If you're going to do it, you got to stop at like books about colors, right? <laughs> well, maybe emotions, you know? Maybe emotions. a great book that I read to my kid about colors and emotions and about, you know, yeah. How there used to be this toy jars. that what the speak and say the cow goes moo should have touched me oh no sorry that's another <laughs> game <laughs> can, can you, you show know. me where he no there's something else that's it i saw that on a police show on a, uh, a csi uh, episode i think i don't remember the, like anyway, the see and speak or speak and say or whatever you saw that uh never mind yeah okay we'll we'll move on but on the back on the hesitancy thing for just a second Social proof, right? I'm telling you right now, data, great. Won't matter one bit with no. a lot of these folks. They got to see their friends and family. Get Come it. on, people don't have opinions. Those are just things they say on Twitter. They don't have real opinions. They just echo shit, right? No, but I, I'm like, talking about really getting people who are hesitant to do it. Yeah, but and they don't. They, I, and I think it comes from telling people that you got it. No. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because 90% of those people don't have real opinions. They're just sort of echoing stuff that they read. So, oh, I see. You know, as you feed them other stuff to read, they would just start echoing that. But aren't we all I, just doing that? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> no, no, I'm a beautiful and unique oh, you, snowflake. You, what, your ideas have formed like Athena I'm cracking a, out of the skull of Zeus, your ideas? Yeah, I'm, have a, I'm a strong, independent woman, Bill. I, <laughs> I, I, I formulate my own opinions. <laughs> I identify as an independent woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I tell. <laughs> anyway, hey, but you know, uh, I got one more thing on this topic that I got to play for you. Oh, nice. Because we are basically at the, the this is a little bit of a long clip, um, but I, I'm going to play it in full, but feel free to, to talk over top of it. But we are at the one year anniversary of this baby. So supposing we hit the body. Oh, nice. With a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light and i think you said 
That hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. Yeah, and then it's I said, supposing you brought the light. the light inside the body, you can, which you can do light through, through the skin the or through the skin uh, in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that okay. too. Here's the Sounds here's interesting. The good one. Right, and then I see the disinfectant. Oh, here it is. Where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh -huh. uh, by injection inside or <laughs> or almost a cleaning? Because you see, it gets on the lungs and it. Does a yeah, okay. I think that's a cleaning, that. a cleaning of some sort <laughs> with a disinfectant. Yeah, like you could insert it somewhere and then it would clean you from the inside. That has aged very well. He had such such refined uh, medical opinions, this man. It was really, really quite unbelievable. That's where we were, at least in the U.S., a year ago. Can you we believe were... that? That was a year ago. And now, you know, you're, you're leading in vaccinations. So it's unbelievable. Yeah, one of the leaders, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's un yeah. it's yeah, yeah, not you're not leading globally, but but you're it's unbelievable what we've accomplished, right? Yeah. We've we've gone from inserting disinfectant into our orifices, or RFI, how do you <laughs> <laughs> I need to look this up before we go. No, right. but you know, and and, and 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 like hitting the body with intense light to um, we have the best vaccine humankind has ever produced. Yeah. And we're rolling it and and we just vaccinated 1 billion people. Yeah. 1 billion people. I mean, I think that's cause for celebration, honestly. We're not there yeah, yet, right. but you but know, you're come you're on. almost making me optimistic and happy. I really this is really pissing me off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get I, existential. I come here to wallow, sir. <laughs> Sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, life is still meaningless. Don't worry. Oh, good. Yes. It's not going, it's not going anywhere. Woo. I almost forgot. Okay. Yes. Uh, existence good. over essence. You know, all of that. <laughs> Look into it, people. Yeah. So, so, so you know, and all it. of this vaccine development was going on while that kind of shit was going on. Uh, it's just amazing right. that it actually happened. Like behind the scenes, people were working. Thank God people were working. <laughs> right. <behind the> scenes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Star Trek, Operation Warp Speed. That's what he called it. Operation right? Warp Speed. Here in the U.S. anyway. Yeah, I, for I, sure. I yeah, know what it was Star called Trek. elsewhere. But oh, thank God he didn't wear spandex. Man. You know, Dude. to be fair, though, here's... <laughs> that would that be an been image. intense. That, would, that might have cured COVID. That might have scared <laughs> it right out of you. Well, it would have proven <laughs> that things are indeed meaningless. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Take it all in. I'm hitting your body with the... <laughs> Here's a light. <laughs> well, there's something at the end of that tunnel. I, I guarantee it. <laughs> That's okay. We're 15 minutes in. No one's listening anymore. So right. They already took that good. a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> you know, though, I saw a headline. I, I saw an article in the Straits Times today, which I still check because I am curious about my former home over there. Uh, they did a study of hydroxychloroquine mm -hmm. in the crowded conditions in the worker dorms, and it's 20% mm -hmm. effective at reducing uh, spread. Oh, so by God, he was on to something with the hydroxychloroquine. It's better than Credit nothing. where credit's due. It's better than nothing, I guess, but unfortunately, not worth much, that result. Not worth uh, much, because there have been enormous data analysis showing that uh, it doesn't really work. So this one positive result, <laughs> it means nothing in the larger body of data, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it still doesn't work. 
Sorry, well, and that's why I spotted it this morning. <laughs> Just this morning, I spotted it. And I'm yeah, like, now, yeah. wait a minute. There's lots of other studies. but Yeah, you need to. So that's sort of the problem with scientific evidence, right? So you can get like one, you can get one result like that, which shows like a, a pretty small effect, um, which, you then, which you then have to replicate, right? On a, on a, much, more, on a much more massive scale. Because um, there's many confounding variables, you know, it's very difficult to um, operationalize these kinds of studies. And then, you know, unfortunately, it didn't hold up, right? So my money is still on it doesn't work and it doesn't outweigh the risks. And it, yeah, just don't use it. But um, yeah, but on with individual studies, you can get some positive effect. Yeah, that, that's well, one know. of the things that's really difficult about reading scientific results. Well, and as you said, unfortunately, right? I mean, look, how wonderful would this have been? Oh, yeah, like everybody was sort of... A commonly of for, available yeah. drug can just be repurposed. Yeah, that's sort of, that's sort of the, the thing that, be, that the conspiracy theorists on this like don't get. Like everybody was really rooting for this shit. Like everybody really wanted yeah. it to work, uh, especially the, the producers of the drugs, obviously. And it just, you know, it didn't pan out, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but that's the, the way science works. And then you got to move on, right? You got to move yeah. on. Yeah. Well, I'm going to switch gears for us here and um, talk a little bit about policing because uh, here in the U.S. we had the George Floyd uh, verdict come down, honestly, the right way. Uh, mm -hmm. And of course, George Floyd, why is this a worldwide story? Well, it, it inspired Black Lives Matter protests worldwide, which frankly, I was amazed at uh, how it went worldwide uh, with its impact. But uh, the officer who was kneeling on his neck for nine and a half minutes until he died uh, got convicted, uh, which is just frankly a shocking result. Very rare that it happens. But, uh, you know, for a little bit, justice was done. Um, well, that's good. Because that was basically the verdict said, okay, it's not cool to lean on people's necks until they die, right? So this is where I come down on it. We have right, we have cool. drawn a bright line. A bright line. You're not you're not allowed to choke them to death with your knee for nine and a half minutes. Were you allowed to do that before though? Before the verdict, was it cool? Well, I guess, right? Huh? Yeah, you that know, makes you think. So many missed social mores are changing. Cops. Shit. And then, of, and then of course there was this one video which I think you shared on social media of a of a cop a sergeant or something in i don't know where either a police department or explaining in a during a training to the uniformed officers in front of him that there's nothing better than conjugal relations after having killed someone <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> which is check this out i, I got a soundbite oh you've check got it, it? Oh, i got fantastic yeah i got it i got it here, oh, here we great go. great all right here we go well, i've been on the road for 18 years people know me they trust me I get a depth of information. I ask questions other people won't ask. Cop says, knock down, drag out, fight, cuffed them and stuffed them. Finally get home at the end of the shift and cop says, gunfight, bad guys down. I'm alive. Finally get home at the end of the incident and they all say, the best sex I've had in months. Both partners are very invested in some very intense sex. But there's Isn't not a whole lot of perks that come with this job. You find one, relax, and enjoy it. <laughs> okay, so, a couple of yeah. things. He's like a major freak, the way he talks about it. Yep. Like, both partners are very invested, invested in super passionate sex. Super freaky. And that laughter at the end is super nervous. <laughs> like people are like, <laughs> <Yes>. whoa. 
<laughs> okay. So, so this dude is David Grossman. He is a police trainer. He's trained like hundreds, hundreds of different times. The name of his company is the Killigy Research Group. Kilogy Research Group. Wow. Wow. There's a, there was a short documentary about this guy that came out hmm. like uh, a couple, three, well, 2017. Um, this is resurfacing now after this verdict. Uh, this is the guy running around training a lot of police. I don't see anything wrong there. That looks normal. That sounds completely normal. Right, right, right. Every person in that room and the people who hired this guy should not be in policing. I... I wouldn't go so far as to say the people in that room. I, I'm pretty sure. True, uh, maybe the they vast were majority right, of those didn't go. choose to be there. <laughs> it's sort of, and judging by the nervous laughter, most of them didn't see that coming. Uh, but, can <laughs> yes. you, but can you imagine, like, what this, like, just the nuggets of wisdom this guy shares in private? That must be really great because this <laughs> is, you know, this is the publicly available footage. Like in private, he must be like a like a gold mine of good ideas. I'm sure. Yeah, like if you want to spice up your marriage, this is the guy you should talk to. Killage and Coitus—that's that's the name of his company, right? What? No, what was it again? <laughs> Killage Research Group. Oh, Killage Research Group. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my bad. Yeah. yeah but no, you know, great guy. There you go. Stand-up right. guy. Yeah. I mean, that's not there, bad there apples go. in policing. That's like the whole wrong attitude. You know. Yeah, of it, course, of course, there is. Like, I'm not defending any of this, mm -hmm. right? I'm not defending any of this. But obviously, being a cop in the United States of America is one of the worst jobs you could possibly have, right? Ev like every anyone you 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 pull over, for even like for like uh, yeah. like running a red light is potentially armed to the teeth, and is gonna kill you, right? So I I can sort of understand that tensions are high, for historical reasons. Doesn't doesn't justify you just choking a guy to death who is already in handcuffs, right? I don't think that's cool. But I can understand that tensions are high and this and that's just a crazy you know socialist european way of looking at things might be related to everyone having guns maybe that's not a great idea to have everyone carry guns everywhere just saying you know you come it. on here might and be you related. hate freedom yeah, i just you know I, you're always hating on freedom man maybe i'm just you know <laughs> you, you gotta choose like i either everyone has guns Right, or you get more relaxed police officers. I'm not sure you can get. I'm not sure you, you you get to have both. So this is something I have never grasped: is police are at best lukewarm gun control advocates because they tend to come out of the people who love guns and the power culture associated behind guns, and then of course, obviously, they go into a field where they get to wield a gun legally but they're the victims so to speak of yeah, widespread gun ownership you're right it raises tensions it's it crazy, absolutely does if they love guns so much they should probably train in how to use them because if you look at the statistics i don't think they're very favorable in in them actually being proficient with firearms um i looked into this once apparently I don't remember exactly what the numbers are, but I don't think it looks good. Like they're not tested very well and very high percentage fails. Um, You're talking so about inaccuracy? Like they should learn to wing people rather than just to... <laughs> well, they should, they should learn how to actually use those guns because I think most of them are not very good at it. And, but also I think it's like a, like a matter of, of budget 
um, end of training, right? Like when you look at these scenarios, like very rarely, or these videos that come out, very rarely do you see people who know how to handle another human being without lethal force. So uh, it's, yes. right, and, and if you're in a situation where they're going to be in regular conflict situations, they should learn how to use something other than legal force efficiently, right? Right. Like, for example, the soldiers in the military, they're usually not the best in hand-to-hand -hand combat, right? Sort of because the other guy has guns and knives and everything. And, you know, you just, you, you go to those. Like, it's much more efficient to train them in gun use uh, and in how to stab people. Headed. So I thought like you were the, going a different way, but... But if you sort of, like, if you don't train people to apprehend um, other human beings that are potentially dangerous without using lethal force, they're going to use lethal force. Uh, but they get that training. Yeah, but uh, it's not... They it, get it's, the training to incapacitate people, I think. Pretty sure, pretty sure it's it's not good. Pretty well, sure. Well, that, I mean, that, that maybe, maybe David Grossman can can come up with it uh, yeah maybe I, I i i yeah i i used to train with a bunch of state troopers uh, in new jersey when i lived there oh and they were obviously they were you know just straight up killing machines uh, <laughs> like god <laughs> like high school wrestling good hey great uh, that's who i want in policing no no awesome. they were very they were very cool people but i mean like they definitely wouldn't have needed a weapon to <laughs> apprehend anyone uh, um, okay and i would honestly feel much safer with you know being apprehended by them, them being apprehended by someone who doesn't know how to do all of those things to my body without a gun, because um, the probability that he'll shoot me is maybe lower, right? So I right. think there's something to say for efficiently training your um, your police force. Uh, but well, I, you know, especially in a situation where everyone has guns, right? You know, and yes, I, I totally. Now I am. I think that U.S. gun culture is just fucking bonkers, and it makes me sick to my stomach literally sick to my stomach to think about our gun culture and how many people uh, die and just it's insanity we are we are an international outlier unless you count failed states that are in civil wars um, just on every gun metric uh, and violence metric um, police alone they kill a thousand people a year uh, which is like multiples of times larger than the next developed country uh, we are just fucking nuts on and, guns. And sorry to yes, it amps up the tension. It creates the environment in which uh, these sorts of tensions can, can lead to things. Um, I, I would just like to add, like, more to me, like, what's more shocking than the sheer number of people that they kill each year is the way in which they kill these people each year. So, like, many of these incidents strike me as something that, would, that, that should never occur. Right. So, yes. so no one in handcuffs saying that he's dying, right? Who is already detained should right. sh should be actively choked to death uh, in front of a group of bystanders. Uh, it should never occur that some that people raid a house and shoot first, right? It should yep. never occur that people just you know, and and there have been so many videos like coming out of these like which are basically brutal murders which should yeah. never, ever occur, right? Like, it's something else if these incidents were happening within a context where it's like a return fire situation, which I'm sure happens a lot as well, right? Um, but but I think any, even a single one of these incidents should trigger very serious audits, a very serious potential reforms of the police force and of their methods of policing. 
because I think it's really, you know, it's really that that's the problem, right? There's something really, really wrong in the way they approach people in public, because otherwise these events would never occur. Yeah. So even like one of these events is just an enormous red flag signaling that something is deeply, deeply wrong. So well, I, I think that this, yeah. This brings up the issue of, of racism in policing, uh, which I firmly believe is a reality. Um, and you say the way they go about policing. So certain communities are policed way more aggressively and in different ways than other communities. Black communities and minority communities are policed very heavily. And, and of course, these are feedback effects, right? That which are very nefarious, right? Like, and and, and that's well to bring it back to a topic that I actually knows something about, right? Artificial mm -hmm. intelligence. Like, this is like a classical example of an, a nefarious feedback loop when you are deploying certain types of uh, surveillance technology, for example. So you could say, okay, so let's deploy CCTV cameras, right, uh, in a certain neighborhood to monitor if there's crime. And let's deploy those in neighborhoods where we think there's more crime, so that are, you know, darker in skin, right? Yep. Oh, and then lo and behold, we're witnessing more crime there. And then we're going to send go. more cops, right? Mm -hmm. And you sort of get stuck in this feedback loop where you send increasingly more cops <laughs> to, you know, uh, police a situation that you would normally not even have noticed. And you sort of create more tensions, which create more crime, which generate more cops. And, and, and you get stuck in this wonderful self-perpetuating feedback loop of um, aggression. Um, right. And yeah, it's just, it's just obvious that these kinds, of, these kinds of things are at work. And I would add in poverty, right? And well, yeah, so, also poverty. Yeah. So another, you know, yes, this this tends to get wrapped up with skin color, and I'm not trying to be any kind of denialist on that. But poverty matters too, right? These tend to be the poorer areas, so they engage in other activities, you know, criminal activities, in order to just fucking make a living, right? Well, also in order of to survive. When and then we police those and you get the same feedback loop, right? Hmm. Uh, I've heard people make strong arguments for, um, for the idea, which I, which I think I believe in, even though I don't have you know, any deep inside information in this, that you know, these communities are disproportionately affected by poverty also because you know, those communities have been destabilized to a larger extent. If you look at the, the history of the war of war on drugs in the United States of America, right? Like yep. the um, fact that marijuana was illegal, marijuana was basically made illegal to arrest and imprison black people, right? Like we know this now. This was this was the not so implicit, <laughs> the one of the explicit reasons <laughs> to make marijuana. Oh, uh, explicit! The whole, the whole marketing campaign around it was was very much racist and. Uh, okay. this is not, you you this show is not, me what you got. You show me is, what you got. This is not your uh, understanding of the of of of, of explicitly the that purpose net effect. Yes, and I would say certainly there's a lot of evidence in the crack versus uh, powdered cocaine uh, mm. data that the crack cocaine was criminalized much more heavily than than regular cocaine, and regular cocaine tended to be a white drug, and crack cocaine tended to be a, a black drug. That's certainly my understanding in that space. I, I don't know about about Mary Jane, about the wacky weed. I'm not. Uh, I'm not real sure about that one. Oh, mm. he's furiously ticket ticking. He's looking it up. He's not he's at all. Not at the all. Data. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> I, I, 
I was trying to to type very gently <laughs> to not oh, make any noise. Yeah. But I have he's, one of these real I have one the of answers. these real keyboards now. So you yeah, are yeah. witnessing how we make this show real time, people. And <laughs> yeah, now you've now you've sort of you sort of killed it. <laughs> one day, but 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 I don't know. I I I feel like there's probably something to this. But again, I'm I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let, but to finish, yeah, you know, here, let me switch gears again for us um, because, oh, you know, you brought up AI and tech, right? Oh, I think right. AI yeah. and tech will solve this for us. And I've got, I got a little bit of tape to, uh, to prove why. So he here we go. This dog is going to save lives. <laughs> Digidog. This dog is going to get me it's donuts. It's going to protect people. It's going to protect offices. And that, that's our goal. Its name is Digidog, weighing 70 pounds. It's able to run about three and a half miles per hour. It is a, uh, it is a robot dog, so a this robot is, police dog. So this is Spot from Boston Dynamics, right? Yeah. So the thing that you couldn't kick over, you know, if you had a professional kickboxer in front of it and hit it. I mean, this thing is so unbelievably awesome uh, in terms of uh, what, what it can do. Uh, it's 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 super super fast. Um, it's it, it's nearly impossible to take down. It really is. I I, I cannot overstate what a bad idea this is. This <laughs> this should not this should not in any way shape or form enter policing. This kind of technology. This is just this is because listen. This is basically a delivery platform for AI algorithms, right? And AI algorithms like currently just sort of scale biases so this is not this is not a good idea i guarantee it this n n nothing good will come of this if this is anything other than just a marketing thing this was uh, i'll put a link to it this was a local tv report this is out of new york if you could tell from the guy's uh, accent no and I'm, I'm uh it, it is it's a robot dog with just a camera on it right with with These facial recognition these things will be armed. Right, with facial recognition, right? A camera on it with yep. facial recognition, which has been trained on a non-representative database, which uh, works less efficiently on darker populations. Yep. Right? This is known for CCTV cameras in the US in particular, right? Because these databases, when this technology was used, weren't widely available, right? There's a few more unbiased data sets which are available now, which are not yet widely used in this kind of technology. So th this is a robot dog with racism built in, Right, and it's only a matter of time be before someone puts a weapon on it. Yep. I guarantee it, because how? Yeah, I mean, it's just you don't even need to put a weapon on it. It is a weapon because it can oh, charge. It can it can charge at you, right, and just hit you in the face with <laughs> if it's metal casing, at right. high speed and kill you, <laughs> like, or 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 they could teach you to lean on your neck. <laughs> that might be a good. I think that that's probably where this is going. Oh, God. That's probably where this is going. Thankfully, we've criminalized Sit. that, though. Sit. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is a real thing. They're actually already using it. This is such a bad idea. We this, are going this, to deploy robots. People should be way police. more upset about this. Way more upset about this than they are. Way more upset. Like they don't know what's. They don't understand what's happening. Uh, we're we're gonna. This is what yeah. people I, I, should I be out on the streets. Let's articulate over this, this. Why? 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 If it's because just doing what we want it to do, this is, why is it such a bad idea? Because this is an autonomous military-grade weapon, 
right? That yes. even without mounting a weapon on it, it could kill you, right? And once this is normalized, it is just a platform for deploying all kinds of AI algorithms, which might or might not serve. Uh, like, listen, interests. you don't, you listen, like, I, okay, I, I, I can generate a list of bad scenarios, right, with this kind of technology. Imagine yeah. that there is neighborhoods, right, that the U.S. police force doesn't like policing. There you go. Let's imagine yep. that, right? What we could do, we could just buy a bunch of these dogs, right, and yeah. we could deploy them in the neighborhood, and, and we'll, they would just sort of patrol the neighborhood with their cameras, right? With their integrated C racist CCTV, let's call it what it is, right? This, right. A lot of this, it's, we call it bias, right? Because that's what it is. But yep. when it starts, when we use that bias to enforce things, it's racist, right? That's one way of looking at it. At least yeah. that's my way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. and then, you know, they're probably gonna try to kick over and kill these things, but they're very, very difficult to kick over. And also they're very expensive. Wouldn't it make sense to install some sort of, I don't know, stun gun so that people would have fewer incentives to actually kick it? <laughs> right? Yeah. Can you see where this shit is going? Right. Because I can. And it's not good. <laughs> I guarantee you it's not good. People should be super, super, super upset. Really? Here, let me play this. Let me, this, this next segment uh, from this report was particularly chilling to me here. This robot's able to use its, uh, you know, uh, artificial intelligence to kind of navigate through very complex environments. Deepu John says it's as simple as playing a video game. That's the line that got me. It's not a fucking video game. Yeah, this is, <laughs> right? this is, this is, this is, listen, this is military grade technology. Yeah. That should not be deployed against civilians. And is currently it's. Well, it's a, yeah, it, 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 it shouldn't be deployed out, outside of, this kind of stuff shouldn't be deployed outside of war zones. Yeah. Unless you're using it to like save people, right? But this is explicitly the first thing he said, protect officers, right? Not yes. protect the people. Protect and serve, right? Right. Protect and serve the people, right? First thing he said was protect officers. Protect officers means, what does that mean? <laughs> that doesn't mean protect the civilians necessarily, for sure. It means, means they'll sit in the background with their AI-enabled robot that they're ordering against other people. How do you protect? Yeah. Right? How do you protect? Well, you protect by using violence, by using force. Yeah. So if they're protecting the officers, who, who is it using the force against, right? Right. The people. So this is, this yeah. is, just, this is a super bad idea. It, I mean, so it is... It is a sliding scale, that yeah. w which will lead to unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable, and uh, <laughs> avoidable, unbelievably bad and un completely avoidable scenarios if people get sufficiently upset. But I think it, they just think it's cute or something. So this report goes on to say that it was used in a couple of scenarios where people were being held hostage. And if I'm remembering correctly, like they were able to send food in uh, on this thing, and um, yeah, they sure. were able to yeah, communicate with the with the people inside by sending in this thing. Yes, yes, yeah. those are all those are all and, good usage of this. And kind then of it will have guns mounted on it. Listen, you know why I'm against sure. massive CCTV, at large scale in cities, because if next year someone decides that people who don't look the right way 
aren't allowed in certain neighborhoods, then you can scale that shit to the level of a city with the snap of your with the snap of your fingers, right? Scaling fascisms should be hard. <laughs> it should be difficult, right? It shouldn't be made trivially easy. Yes, and I think. It, like if, if if recent political history of the United States of America has taught us something, is that ideas can shift quite rapidly, hmm. right? Hmm. So I don't know, man. I I you know if there is hmm. another president in charge, I don't want him to have the capability to release a thousand spots into a riot, right? I right. It it, it is just it is the amount of harm you can do with this kind of technology at scale is unfathomable. Yeah. It is just, it is unfathomable. And, and people don't realize that systems stay in place, right? CCTV, once you have it, it's not going anywhere, right? Yeah, right. Because yeah, look, right. we're safe You're now. not going to rip all that stuff out. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. safe now. Yes, look, we're, we're safe, safe now. now. <laughs> and next yes. year, we'll round up the Jews. Really super yeah. easy. We'll send Spot to do it. And that's why the European Union is now has now been petitioning against the public against the deployment of this, these kinds of technologies within the public space. I, I saw a headline to that effect, but I didn't get a chance to read into it. Yeah, they, they came out with some anti-AI um, provisions of some yeah, kind. Because, because, you know, we remember the war. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like uh, again, like this, is, this was, happened where we live. So we remember what, what happens when regimes change. And what yeah. you don't want when regimes, because the last time that happened, like IBM chipped in, right? They had some mainframes, um, you know, doing all the processing of the Jews. Um, okay, so they had a couple of mainframes that really, really helped, right? What? But it wasn't but back it wasn't, in World War Two. What? Yeah, IBM uh, did a lot of uh, for which I don't think they ever apologized. They did a lot of uh, IT processing of the of the roundup of the Jews. They've strongly facilitated the Shoah. Um, but hey, you know, um, Hugo Boss made the suits. So, you know, there's uh, plenty of um, old old companies <laughs> well. in Europe which sort of have blood on their hands or were sort of not actively resisting as much as we, as we yeah. would have liked them to. But then, you know, you don't want systems in place that sort of make that super, super easy. Yeah. And there are other ways of uh, defending officers. There are other ways of uh, assuring public safety. There are other ways. And you should do it in in these other ways. You could hire people, create jobs, train them right. correctly, right? You could do all of those well, things. And that's what I, I was take the guns gonna, away. I, I have really probably uh, I am I I should have done this much earlier, but I've just started looking more actively into okay, what is that? Because of course, defund the police is is remains a big thing. Abolish the police. I think those are both just frankly ridiculous uh, slogans to get behind, but. What do they really mean when they say that? It's like, okay, take money that you're spending on all this militaristic policing, deploy it into mental health services, deploy it into social workers who can root out the, the problems that these people are having, right? Uh, as you say, train people in non-lethal interventions, right? Do all of those things. There's lots of other things that we could be doing that can reduce the tensions and improve people's lives that have nothing to do with buying robot dogs. You come in here and you hate freedom, Bill. Why do, why, why do you insist on hating freedom? <laughs> you made me do it. This is not the way. This is not the way. <laughs> <laughs> you made me hate freedom. Anyway, man, I feel, wow. I feel, 
Hey, you roll. know, let's turn to roll. good news and wrap up here. I, I oh, got. Yeah, let's do I'm it. not even going to play the music because I think we got oh, you a can fair amount of good news. I want to talk about how it was Earth Day, and the U.S. was back. Nice, right? We were talking oh, good. about the problem of climate change. Right now, they're really going to think about it. Really <laughs> gonna, they're going to study it very closely and, and and give it a good heart thinking. But that's better than just saying. Screw it to climate change, which you're yeah, right. Much With better. one more it's presidential election, we could be right back to giving our finger to all of our European allies. And At this point, I'm just going to do the music. <laughs> <laughs> because I've got... Okay, so I could hit the music. But I just wanted to note Earth Day went by and the U.S. Biden held a big climate summit. All the world leaders were there, including Xi from China. I just thought that was... Yeah, it's just, you know, without the music, your existential dread shines through. And it shines it's not, through? Okay. It's, it's not really so good I'll, news. Th- fine. There you go. Try it again. Try it again with the music. And Biden held a climate summit. Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually looked up good news this week. It, wow. it hit me. Wow. So one, the toilet paper shortage is over. You know what? I just saw a, a, a photo I posted on Facebook somewhere of a giant pile of toilet paper here in the local supermarket being recommended to me as it was from a year ago. And I thought to myself, oh, it's over. <laughs> There's no more toilet paper shortage. Kimberly Clark, one of the big makers, just held an earnings call and they said their sales are way down. Oh, man. Because I, the toilet paper trauma is over. What I like to know is how many people have gone shit to shower because of this whole <laughs> shortage. How many people are doing shit to shower as a way of life? You think maybe that's the reason. I want to see some research. <laughs> I want to get solid data. Well, and the only other thing is I'll say locally here, a distillery that had switched to making hand sanitizer announced this week that it's switching back to making whiskey. Oh. So, so many news. of these crises are wrapping up. <sighs> oh, thanks. See, and the music's even ending. We had so much good news. We're running out of happy music. I appreciate it. Nice. See, it's ended. It's ended. Well, that's it for us then. I guess we'll just end too. <laughs> <laughs> Have All a right, good uh, week, everybody. Yeah. Talk soon.